T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. All three engines up and burning. 2, 1, 0. And liftoff, the final liftoff of Atlantis on the shoulders of the space shuttle. America will continue the dream. Chapter 12 Shiva's leather boots shuffled noiselessly along the smooth black stones of the cavern floor. Behind him, Ricard moved in silence, and before him, Tarkas almost seemed to hover along the earth. If Shiva were to close his eyes, then the enchanted cat would disappear completely, he was sure. All the others were lost. Shiva could not say for certain they were dead. But as they moved throughout the black tunnels ever pursued by swarms of ceaseless hollows, they found their group decreasing in size in a manner most disheartening. Edward was dead, Shiva was certain. He had heard the screams even if he had not seen the killing stroke. But the other two might still have made it, especially Krite. The old man would not die easily, Shiva knew. Tarkas was more crafty, to say the least, and knew the tunnels better than Shiva could have possibly imagined, setting traps and blockades for the pursuing ghouls at every turn. But, for all his cunning ploys and shrewd thinking, they had scarcely managed to stay ahead of the ghouls that roamed the tunnels. They were low on firebombs, too, and Lennox did not think they could survive many more encounters with the cursed ghouls, which were both frightened and drawn by the bomb's explosions. Oh, the cat said suddenly, his whiskers bobbing up and down as he sniffed at the air. Do you smell that? What a clean scent. It's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> we might just be clear of those foul hollows. Shiva looked at the cat with considering eyes. I find your gay mood troubling, cat. Truly? Tarkas said, looking back, a puzzled expression strewn across his face. I can't imagine why. I've made an error in following you, Shiva replied, stopping where he stood. We've lost men and provisions both, and have little to show for it. We're clear the ghouls for now, but that is because all you've done is led us deeper and deeper below the earth, where even the ghouls make no point of journeying. Well, that's simply not true, the cat replied with a wicked grin. They come, I'm sure of it. They come down deep to the depths in search of the disturbance made by the lurker hounds. And then they never return. But do not be afraid. The beasts rarely come out from their nests unless disturbed. They're quite blind, you see. And one is more than safe as long as one stays quiet. For a moment, Shiva stood stunned from shock, though he hid it well. Lurker hounds, he said, irritated at the revelation. Why not lead us through a pit of vipers instead? We might actually stand a chance of living. We would need be ghosts to make it through unnoticed. You can't possibly think we can make it. Well... Tarkas said with a pause, as though actually taking time to consider Shiva's question. Of course I do. He was smiling at the warden, the same wicked grin as before, as though Shiva were a mere child there to amuse him 
as he moved about in their journey. He continued, If you object to my route, you are free to choose your own. We need consort no longer. With that, Tarkis turned and continued along the dark tunnel. What a wicked creature, Shiva observed. There was more than enough cunning in the tomcat, a slyness best not forgotten. He had followed the feline too far into the depths. He could not depart from him now. He turned to face Ricard and said, You have some guts, following this mad creature of your own volition. Ricard only shrugged. I think the tower was more dangerous, no? You survived that. You will survive this, I think. Besides, the cat likes you. He would have let you die long ago if he did not. How can you be sure? Because he likes me too. And we were still here when the others are not. We took many paths to reach this point. Many tunnels that wound back and forth. More than we need take. He smiled then and placed his hand on Lennox's shoulder, as though they were old friends. The boat can only hold three. Some of us had to die. After that, Shiva kept watch on both Ricard and the cat. They were an unsavory lot, and he was eager for the time he was free of the caves and of their company, however much longer that might be. As they continued down the narrow walkways, the sound of moving water was clear, if not distant, and it wasn't long before they reached another open cavern. It was not a very tall cave, and the light from Ricard's torch filled the dark space easily, revealing a small boat that sat on the shore beside a river with black water. Shiva watched as both Tarkas and Ricard made their way to the shore. The great cat stopped at the water's edge and went down to take a drink while Ricard dragged the boat to the water and stepped inside. Tarkas followed, leaping into the little ship before turning to face the warden. Well, come now, or you'll miss your chance. Then you'll really be in a tight spot, I must admit. Shiva stood watching the boat as it passed. He thought he saw the great tomcat grinning, but in the shadows he could not be sure. Where does it lead? he asked. To a way out, Tarkis replied with a chuckle. What have we been trying for this whole time, if not to escape? Shiva's mouth twitched in annoyance, but he moved towards the boat all the same. Ricard's words shook him more than he would have liked, yet the man still seemed to have faith in the cat. Shiva wondered if perhaps the man was under some sort of hex, because if Edward and Matt and Cryot were expendable, then so were they no matter how much the cat liked them. Ricard had one foot on the side of the boat and offered his hand to Shiva as he neared. Shiva took it firmly as he stepped into the vessel. He took a seat in the center with his back to Ricard and found himself face to face with Tarkis. I'm so pleased you've stuck with us through all of this, the cat said in all sincerity. I was truly at a loss before your arrival but you've proven to be everything I hoped you might be. Though, there is still so much more potential. Shiva looked out, gazing into the unending void before them. He was beginning to grow weary of the tomcat, but he kept his tone flat. 
it would do no good to let his emotions fall through. How much longer must we pitter around in the dark? Again the tomcat chuckled. It will get darker before the light comes, Warden. Soon we must death our flames and trust completely to the river. Though blind, the lurker hounds can feel heat from great distances. It will not do to risk fire, lest we be devoured. The cat was quiet then for some time, and then added, I'm afraid this trip will be both dark and cold. But if that is the way, then that is how we shall go. Sometimes there is no other path. Indeed, there was no other way, and soon the cat had them scuttle their torches in the river, and then the darkness was complete. The cold followed soon after, a deep chill that blew through them like an icy wind. Not long after, faint whimpers could be heard, if not seen, echoing softly across the water like a kiss. So quiet, the warden doubted if he had truly heard them at all. It was off-putting, for Shiva was not used to his ears cheating him. He leaned forward, hoping to whisper a question to the great cat, but stopped, and returned once more to his seat. He had been warned not to make noise until they had passed through the lurker hound's nests. But how long would that be? Shiva could not say. And so he resigned himself to the silence and the dark. It was hard to gauge just how long they sat there in the gloom, quiet as stones, hardly daring to breathe. Every so often silver discs like tiny moons would glow in the distance, accompanied by more whimperings and hollow growls. Then, in a blink, they would disappear. Shiva found it easier to just close his eyes and ride out the darkness inside himself. Soon enough, the whispered snarls and muddled moaning faded away until there was only silence once more. Silence and black, and the trickling of the river which never truly left. Tarkas's voice cut through the darkness, telling them to relight their torches. We are in the ruins of Shallow Gone, well past the lairs of the lurker beasts. What is this place? Shiva asked after he had lit his torch. The light from his little flames spread throughout the cavern, casting its luminance upon the face of the ruined buildings that lined the banks of the river. The entire city was abandoned from what Shiva could see. They drifted gently in their boat as he turned his head from one bank to the other, taking in the sight with cold indifference. Not so much as a mouse moved, and Shiva knew that neither man nor hollow had walked the streets for many centuries. A remnant of the past, Tarkas replied lazily as he turned to lick his back. Just another forgotten city from before the fall of Martial, before the gods fell silent. Several of the buildings had roofs that had collapsed in, or toppled walls that spilled piles of brick and stone along the streets or into the side of the river. Yet most of the structures remained both whole and strong, at least in appearance with many a tower shooting up to where Shiva's torchlight could never reach. Shallow gone, repeated Shiva, making a note of the name. What happened to all the people? <laughs> yes, 
That is a mystery, Tarkus mused. One might consider the lurker hounds, but that is only a guess. Besides, what happened here happened long ago. Most will have forgotten of the city by now. It truly was of little significance. In the scheme of things, I mean. It was important to the people who lived here, Shiva reflected. But he said nothing, and let the matter die. Every so often they would pass below a bridge that connected the two sides of the city. Shiva was concerned they might come across a fallen bridge and have to make the way around it somehow. But that never transpired. And eventually the city began to grow smaller as they reached its end. Shiva watched and listened, and pondered all he had seen since his parting with Lennox and the girl. He knew they still lived. Mistress soon said he would not fail. He would find them again. He would return with all he had promised. He could not fail. But what to do next? He shook his head slightly. He was still trapped inside a seemingly endless cavern. He could do nothing until he was free. The hours marched on, and Shiva found himself nodding off until the waters came to a stop, and Ricard began to tow them towards what Tarkas said was some unseen shore. It was another twenty minutes before their torches lit the dark sand that ran along the banks of the cove. They could see the light from their torches glimmering against the side of the black cavern wall that rose not two spans from the shore. Well, we've come quite far now, haven't we? Tarkas said as they drew upon the beach. He watched as Ricard jumped into the lake with a splash, the water coming up to his knees before pulling the ship up onto the sand. When the boat was at last secured, the cat leapt ashore. He does not seem to like water, Shiva observed. Though, he had never seen a cat that did. Wicked creatures, he had never trusted them, not truly. And even Lady Soon seemed only to tolerate them. He stepped ashore and followed after Tarkas, who was already making his way along the water's edge. His eyes were ever watchful, looking both forward and behind as they moved. Tarkas observed Shiva's caution and spoke to address it. Be at ease, warden. There are no hollows here, to be sure. None have passed before the hounds and been spared. We are quite safe, I promise. A calming nod from Ricard assured Shiva of the cat's words, and after that he was much more at ease, at least as much as a warden of Cateron could ever be. We are close, then, close to a way out of these dreadful caverns. The great cat only shook his head. Patience is a virtue quite lost upon humans. You should try to be more like me. We cats are born patient. After that, Shiva spoke no more. The dark shore was a series of beaches that were connected by shallow creeks of water that came no higher than their knees at the deepest point. The long beaches twisted along the cavern walls, never breaking far out into the water. Apart from his companions, Shiva had glimpsed no living creatures since the silver moon eyes of the lurker hounds, assuming those were in fact their blind, clouded eyes. The caverns were almost beautiful to behold, when not infested with such inimical wretches as the hollows. 
Shiva imagined Shalogan was once a beautiful city, glowing like a clouded diamond below the earth in the long-forgotten past. For a long way they stayed on the beaches, following their shallow bends as they curved slightly around the endless lake. There were a few stretches that went straight for a time, but always they followed the lake and would eventually turn for no lake went on forever. Tumbled shelves of rock often jutted out along the cavern walls, forcing the trio to duck low as they passed. And in certain places, Shiva found himself almost crawling beneath the stones. Such obstacles were infrequent though, and for the most part, the path was calm and beautiful. A sort of attractiveness in the dark that was its own brilliance. After a time, Shiva inquired as to why they had not crossed the lake by boat instead of taking the long route around the shore. But the tomcat only shook his head and looked out into the emptiness and said, I would not pass across those waters unless there was great need. These caverns are fascinating, but they tend to draw all sorts of disturbing creatures from long forgotten places. Many of them wish only to be left to themselves, and I am inclined to let them. Their torches were beginning to lose flame when their long track came to an abrupt end, where a massive slab of stone thrust out from the side of the cavern wall. They passed beyond the stone and watched as a narrow pass came to light. Straight through here, the cat said in a quiet voice. Soon our pass will deviate. Much to your pleasure, I'm sure. <laughs> the cat did not wait for a reply, but started at once, moving down the dark tunnel with Ricard close behind him, and Shiva bringing up the rear. They moved fast, faster than Shiva thought needed, but it wasn't difficult to keep pace, and he soon found them on a steep slope moving up. Even the cat is eager for freedom, the warden mused, a smile touching briefly at his lips. Up the shadowed pass they went, three trespassers invading the dark with their dingy flames and soft scuffling feet, until at last they came to an end. Shiva was confused for a moment, seeing that there was no turn in the stone, and that in fact the passage truly ended with nothing to show. He hardly had time to think of it when the cat spoke. Well, it cannot be delayed any longer. It seems we must now part. Truly a shame. Your skills in the shadow match those of your sword. I could use a man with your talents. It's a dangerous world outside these stones. The cat's words vexed Shiva greatly, and he knew not what they meant. Perhaps there was a way out after all. Either way, he was wary of Tarkas and his scheming. Shiva looked at the cat bluntly and said, I'm sure Ricard will keep you from harm. Now if there is indeed a way of escape, make it known. I will not suffer in this dark any longer. Tarkas smiled, his grin flickering in the torch's flame. Why, of course there's a way. For where else could young Rickard have gone? If not away... It was true. There was no sign of Ricard, yet the warden had not seen him go. For a moment, Shiva's heart flurried in his chest, yet his eyes remained calm, always calm when surprise was present. And for that, Tarkas loved him. The great cat continued. Did you not see him go? That's all right. You must know where to look. 
or you'll miss it clear as day. I'll show you. And with that the cat turned and strode through the stone, and vanished from view, only to appear once again a moment later. An illusory charm, Shiva said, stepping close. Meant to hide the way with stone. Tarkas nodded. It was set to appear as rock from the outside, though it works just as well on this side of the cavern. The great cat paused then, somewhat unsure of what to say next. Finally he spoke. So now it truly ends, warden. Every departure requires a first step. Trite, but true. And I shall take mine straight away. I bid you long life, and if our path should pass again, I shall be greatly pleased. And then the cat was gone, passing once more through the stone wall like mist through cracks. A truly awful creature, thought Shiva, as he stepped forward to follow after the cat. But when he moved, he found the stone wall both hard and impassable. He ran his hand along the smooth stone, looking for a way through, but felt only the stone and heard the sniggering of a cat mocking him from the other side. What magic is this that I cannot pass? He shouted out, his temper breaking through. Answer me, cat. We had an agreement. At once the tomcat's head appeared through the stone wall, a wicked grin full of pleasure present on his face, and eyes gleaming with delight. I said I would lead you to a way out. I never said it would be one you could take. You foul creature! Curse you and all your kind! Oh my! How splendid your eyes do shine when filled with rage! You're lucky! Such fury suits so few! In a flash, Shiva's sword was drawn, and its silver arc lashed out towards the cat's head, but found only rock. The clash of sword on stone rang out, and was accompanied by a soft laugh as Tarkas once again stepped through the stone. We need not come to blows, the cat said, doing his best to stifle his giggling. There is a simple way to pass through this ward, and I will tell it to you at no cost. You need only take upon yourself the mark of our guild, and you may move freely through this passage. Shiva had already sheathed his sword knowing he could do nothing to harm the cat. Still, his eyes burned cold, and the cat seemed to be enjoying himself more with every breath. After a time, when Shiva had collected his rage, he spoke. You wish me to join your guild? Ah, now that you have said it out loud, I suppose it to be true. Being forced to join a guild cannot bode well for either party. Well, that's simply not true. It works out well for both, can't you see? If you betray us, we will know where you are, and will act according to our best interest. And you, you get to live. That seems like a great arrangement to me. And if the need should ever arise when you might want to seek me out once more, then the mark will aid you in that as well. Very well, Shiva said stolidly. The cat's face shook with delight as he stepped further out from the stone and into the dark passage. Where would you like the mark? He asked as he circled the warden. Shiva considered the cat's question for a moment, 
and then quickly untied his boot and held his foot up to the tom cat. Here, he said, pointing to the bottom of his foot. Tarkas smiled. That won't be necessary. The mark will be invisible except in death, or when called upon. Here, Shiva said again, in a tone that said he would not change his mind. Very well, the cat said with a sigh, and proceeded to set his paw up against the warden's foot. Shiva felt a warm sensation, and then nothing. It is done. You may travel freely through the passage, brother. Shiva stared blankly at the cat, his cool eyes revealing nothing. The cat seemed to like that and smiled. Our business is concluded. Until next we meet, Tarkas said as he moved backwards through the stone passage. He took one last moment to bow towards Shiva, his grin ever-present, and then he was gone. Shiva eyed the stone wall, taking his time to relace his boot before rising to his feet. He grimaced, feeling the mark of the guild pressing into his flesh. Perhaps Lady Soon could remove it, but even thinking of bringing it up to the Lady brought him shame. Curse the trickery of cats. Curse his own foolishness. He put his anger aside and stepped forward, passing his hand through the now relenting stone. He smiled, knowing he had finally escaped the dismal caverns, and stepped through the stone into the light of day.